Hello and welcome to another edition of Addition. I'm your host, Adi Adewusi. I'm a product manager at Microsoft, a mathematician, a futurist, a tech optimist, artist, and creator. And I'm here every day, Monday through Friday, bringing you the news, the hot topics in tech, an update on the markets, some career advice, as well as telling you what I'm geeked out about. So before I get started in today's episode, and as you know, there is a lot of big news that happened in the last 24 hours, go ahead and if you're watching on YouTube, click the like button. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe. Uh, If you're listening on the podcast platform, go ahead and follow or subscribe to the podcast. If you are on social media, follow the podcast on TikTok at EditionPod or Twitter at EditionPod. You can also follow me at Addy Adewusi on Twitter and on Instagram, Edition with Addy, where I repost all of my TikToks. So now that I've gotten that out of the way, oh wait, also subscribe to the Substack, which means that you get all of the podcast episodes as well as the show notes in your email inbox. So yes, support the show. It will always be free. I love doing it, but it's always great to get feedback from the audience, knowing that you're listening, that you're vibing with me, that you get it and that you want more. So uh, please share all your feedback via comments or DMs or email editionpod at gmail.com. I want to engage with you and know that you're listening. Okay. All right. Let's get into the news. First, ah, I want to go straight into the hot topics in tech, but let me give you an update on the markets. Okay. So Bitcoin is down 4.37% in the last seven days, hovering at 39,788 at the time of recording. Ethereum is down 5.46% in the last seven days, hovering around 2943 right now. And I'm adding Doge on here because I told you that I bought Doge when I heard that Elon Musk might buy buy Twitter. Doge is up 8.19% in the last seven days, hovering around 15 cents. So if there's a trending crypto, uh, I will uh, call it out in the market update. But yes, uh, we'll get into the why Doge is up in the hot topic in tech, but I just want to make that note now. Okay, S&P 500, uh, the week, it's down 4.97% in the past five days. NASDAQ, it's down 6.9% in the last five days. So I talked about this in yesterday's podcast about all of the geopolitical and macroeconomic forces going on in the world right now. Markets are, are suffering. I like it's it's not been a good year. Uh, people would say we've had a 10, 11 year bull run. It's about time. But I'm interested to see what's going to happen now uh, that markets or that stock prices are down. The crypto is down because when prices drop, they become buying opportunities Who's going to take advantage of these depressed stock prices? And we'll get into that um, in the hot topic in tech, which is next. Elon Musk buys Twitter. Okay, finally, I can talk about this. So Elon Musk buying Twitter is a perfect example of what happens when 
someone with a lot of capital, whether an individual or a company, takes advantage of um, a stock price drop. So Elon Musk uh, or Twitter accepted Elon Musk's bid of 54 uh, buying the company completely outright and taking it private at $54.20 per share. And just to be clear, just because Twitter has accepted Elon Musk's offer, it does not mean that this is going to go through because it also has to be approved by the SEC. If you have not been keeping up with Elon Musk and his uh, relationship with the SEC, you will know that this is a huge if the SEC approves because uh, the SEC has sued Elon Musk at least once for um, when when he t- he tweeted a few years ago that he was going to take Tesla private and that he had funding secured. The stock price surged after that news and he actually didn't have the funding secured and didn't take it private. So the SEC sued Elon Musk because of that. So uh, the SEC doesn't have a great relationship with Elon Musk. Elon Musk also has alienated a lot of uh, congressmen and senators who in theory could also block or have influence over this decision. So the story is not done yet. But I do want to talk about the bull and the bear case for Twitter post Elon Musk takeover. So if you're not familiar with stock terminology, a bull case means um, you think the price is going to go up. A bear case means you think the price is going to go down. And again, if Elon Musk buys Twitter, he's taking it private. So we have no idea what the actual um, value of the company or the shares will be once he takes it private. But still, um, this is the bull case for Elon Musk buying Twitter. Okay, so Twitter already sucks. Long story short. I And don't get me wrong, I love Twitter. I'm on it every day. There are people that I follow that I have notifications on whenever they tweet. It is the hub for venture to capital and tech conversations, and that is why I'm there. That being said, as a company, its stock price um, has been flat. Like for the since IPO, the stock price has not made any significant moves, considering how much influence um, Twitter has over media and the public conversation. It has been seen as a disappointment. Uh, Twitter is also known for having a difficult excuse me, a difficult board, which we're seeing play out now. Just 11 days ago, the board had said that um, they didn't want Elon Musk to buy or to to buy the company. And, you know, they implemented a poison pill, which is a strategy to prevent takeovers. And now all of a sudden they're accepting the offer. So dysfunctional leadership. There were years where there was no innovation to the product uh, only in the past couple years have uh, has Twitter been releasing significant new features like Spaces and Twitter Blue, their subscription uh, option as well, or and their NFT support. And if you haven't used Spaces, it's their Clubhouse clone. It's live audio. So Twitter has kind of sucked for a while. So in theory, someone as influential as Elon Musk buying this company can only help Twitter. So that's the bull case. 
the bear case is that if Elon is able to push through his ideas of Twitter being censorship resistance and also open sourcing the algorithm, there may be, it may turn into a hate-filled cesspool and make people want to leave the platform. But there is no alternative to Twitter right now, but if they um, open source the software and, you know, decentralize Twitter, then it will make, it will be a lot easier for people to build replacements for Twitter. But I would say uh, social media platforms do have an element of staying power. But if Twitter just becomes uh, kind of what Facebook is now, just a whole bunch of scammy uh, tweets and, you know, inflammatory statements and it's not fun, then that doesn't help Twitter. But I, I don't think it's going to happen like that. I see Elon as being very data driven. And if he sees, if he tries something, let's say he makes it censorship resistant and, um, and he sees that user monthly after users go down, daily active users go down, then he, he will probably reverse that. So, um, anyway, I had a lot of other news that I wanted to talk about, but I just spent all this time talking about Elon Musk and Twitter. So, uh, I do want to give a brief timeline of the events leading up to the purchase, and this is from The Hustle. So April 4th, Musk disclosed that he purchased a 9.3% stake in Twitter, becoming the company's largest shareholder. April 5th, Musk was offered a board seat, which he later declined. April 14th, Musk offered to buy Twitter for $43 billion. April 15th, Twitter's board, board adopted a poison pill defense, a move that prevents unwanted takeovers. April 21st, Musk secured funding for his proposed purchase, including $25 billion in debt financing led by Morgan Stanley. And April 25th, Twitter accepted Musk's offer. So as you can see, a lot has gone on in the past, um, you know, few weeks. April was a significant month. And that is that on Elon and Twitter. I will move on now to our next hot topic, Fidelity is now going to be allowing retirement um, savers to put Bitcoin in their 401ks. So I quote from the article from Wall Street Journal, Elon Musk won't be able to start act, adding crypto... Oh, oh my God. Employees won't be able to start adding cryptocurrencies to their nest eggs right away. But later this year, the 23,000 companies that use Fidelity to administer their retirement plans will have the option to put Bitcoin on the menu. Under the plan, Fidelity would let savers allocate as much as 20% of their nest eggs to Bitcoin, though that threshold could be lowered by plan sponsors. Mr. Gray said it would be limited to Bitcoin initially, but he expects other digital assets to be made available in the future. So this, I'm not sure whether this will be have that much of an impact on the Bitcoin price. As I already mentioned, Bitcoin is down 4.37% in the past seven days. However, mainstream adoption of crypto in, in as an investment, the only impact it can have is on the price of Bitcoin. If you're investing in Bitcoin through your 401k, you do not have access to the private keys. So you can't use the Bitcoin in the way 
that I want to, like I want to be able to transact outside of the banking system if I need to. Having Bitcoin in your 401k is not going to um, give you that access, but it will give you exposure to the upside if the Bitcoin price goes up. So I, I thought I would be more excited about this, but because I'm, I use crypto for a certain reason, like I, I believe in the ethos of decentralization as well as, um, censorship resistant money. Um, I like the idea of not being completely dependent on the banks. So fidelity allowing you to invest Bitcoin on your retirement account does not really address any of those things. Fidelity is basically letting their uh, customers bet on Bitcoin. So this is just a great opportunity for fidelity to make some extra money. I don't think it's a net win for uh, people who are saving in retirement. You can already buy Bitcoin. You can automate it. You can, I guess there are tax advantages for putting it in your retirement account, but you also can't access it until you um, retire. So doesn't, I'm not going to be investing in Bitcoin in my 401k, but you will be able to at some point. Okay. So quickly, I have to address the board eight yacht, board ape yacht club hack. So long story short, uh, the board eight yacht club Instagram account got hacked. They, the hackers then ran an ad to, um, board eight. Well, they ran an Instagram ad saying, Hey, we're, uh, going to airdrop land for our metaverse. Uh, all you have to do is go to this website and connect your wallet. Once they connected their wallet, their, uh, the board eight yacht club holders had their crypto or their NFTs stolen. So, uh, 2.8 million worth of, uh, board apes were stolen. And again, get your, I would say people in NFTs and crypto just really need to spend some time understanding cybersecurity. I will say, uh, Board Ape Yacht Club and Yuga Labs, the company that owns Board Ape Yacht Club has responsibility over this. Uh, they, you know, they, they didn't have their own security down packed and now they made their users and customers vulnerable. So Yuga, Yuga Labs needs to make this right. Okay. Really quick update career topic. I am bonding with my coworkers and we are becoming friendly after meeting each other in person for the first time. As I mentioned, I'm at Redmond, Washington right now. Uh, the headquarters of Microsoft and I'm connecting with my coworkers. I'm almost at 15 minutes, so I'm not going to go into that. But again, I reiterate, make friends at work, you know, open up, be vulnerable because now I'm going to leave this trip with a way more solid relationship with my team members that you never know what the impact of that's going to be down the road. And what am I geeked out about this week? Meeting virtual friends in person. So uh, my best friend, who was also my referral to Microsoft, uh, we met for the per- first time yesterday. We met via Clubhouse, uh, I would say December 2020, and we are just now meeting for the first time in April 2022. People say you can't form bonds over social media. 
we've had a virtual friendship for um, over a year now. And it was just so great to meet her in person. And I highly recommend if you have virtual friends, uh, make a point to meet them. And also don't shy away from social media because you think all those connections are fake because they're actually not. Okay, I'm a minute over. I love doing this show and I will continue to do it for the rest of the week. I hope you have a great day and comment. Let me know what you think about any of the stories and I'll talk to you tomorrow.